Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About It. We are so excited to continue our discipleship series. Um, If you haven't listened already, we kicked it off with our new friends with For the Girl Podcast and Delight Ministries, Mac and Ken's. Um, told us what discipleship meant to them and and we were introduced to their ministry delight ministries and how they're literally raising up disciples with these amazing young women across college campuses in the united states and then last week we covered what is discipleship like discipleship for beginners (laughs) we talked about what it looks like to um that as disciples that we are learning that there is a teacher and that it's our job to to, um, I guess, be introduced into the faith and what that literally looks like and the actions that we can take specifically. And so as we're talking about those exact actions, this week we are talking about love. Yes, and we're specifically focusing on um, a chapter in 1 John. Um, We're focusing on chapter 4, and we're calling this episode Love Lived Out because, you know, we talked about last week how, you know, we can look at the dictionary book, like a book definition of what discipleship means. And we looked at how it means that you can be a student or a pupil, but also a believer or adherer. So that kind of puts like some action verbs into place for us. Like, Hey, there are some actions that we are going to have to take in order to be a disciple. And so we're kind of leaning on this verse in first John four nineteen um, through 21, or actually you can pretty much take that whole chapter. Um, because the bottom line is the way that the world will know that we are Christians is by our love. Yes. That, you know, we were talking about before this podcast that, um, if you, if you read through the gospels and you're kind of going through, you know, that's where the gospels are where Jesus is introduced in the old Testament versus new Testament. But if you keep reading on and you get into, um, acts, Acts is the transitional book of the Bible, and that's because they were learning to go from the laws to love. That's one yeah. way to put it. And where, um, because in the past, everything was about your lineage and who you were, who your parents were, and it was all about the rules that you followed, um, or that, I guess, and you were persecuted for the ones that you didn't follow, yeah. even if it seemed small. And that's why you see it so many times throughout the Gospels. Um, which is before way you know way before first john but in examples of the pharisees saying like well how dare you kill that man of whose blindness it's a sunday and essentially <laughs> you're, like, uh, you're kind of missing the forest for the trees there bro like that's exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's it's one of those things where it's it's about how you love people and that's something that is totally within our control before with um, before when we just were following laws, you're looking at, you can't help what family you were born into. 
you can't help that the that the, your great 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 grandfather was a part of a tribe that did something wrong that dishonored God, and therefore, you know, you're pretty much cursed. Yeah. Now that that has all been torn with the death of Jesus, and so I love that we're talking about love as our disciples, because that was one of the commandments that that Jesus gave the disciples as he ascended into heaven. Yeah. And you know, it's really crucial that we think about this because where Liz and I, you know, if you're listening and you're not, you know, here in the Southeast, like we are, you know, we're right here in middle Tennessee, like literally what I would consider the buckle of the Bible belt. Like we are this big shiny buckle. There is a church on every corner. It's almost like you would assume, especially in the smaller suburbs, um, around Nashville that we were raised in, you would more likely assume that someone is a quote unquote Christian than not, or at least introduced. I don't even know if I have personally met someone in my sphere of daily talking to people and out in town and groceries. I don't think I've ever met anyone who didn't at least know who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I don't mean this to sound harsh, but this is straight from the Bible itself. You know, it's not enough to just know who he is, but it's that discipleship of believing and adhering, like applying it to yourself. Like I can have some real dry skin and I can have lotion in my cabinet, in my bathroom <laughs> vanity, but unless I apply it, then you're never going to see my luscious moisturized skin. <laughs> oh, I love that analogy. That is me every day. Girl, I got some dry skin. I'm like, winter has me looking like Ash Central. Like, I've been salt brown in flour. Like, my legs get so ashy. That's so my legs look like some frosted flakes up in here. Like, they're. <laughs> so put on that lotion like you put on the armor of God. They do. <laughs> yes, I'm lathering it all like the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, it's the application. And, and, you know, something that I feel like is a concern of believers today and, and probably definitely the church as a whole is that there are a whole lot of people like did y'all know like the majority of americans they say that they're christians however how many of those people are actually disciples christ followers adherers of the word of god and that's in no way to be condemning that's to be convicting even to myself like if someone didn't know i was a christian just like if they didn't know that i was a gemini or that i was an enneagram three or whatever would they be able to tell oh hey that there's that girl follows jesus that girl loves the lord and and that's what we're here to convict you guys about today because it's this talk certainly um not only convicts us, but encourages us to reflect and examine ourselves and, and kind of gives us that motivation to, to change and yeah. to get back on track. And, uh, I wrote down, y'all know that TikTok sound. that's like, how will they know? No one will ever know. And I'm like, you know, if we want to know how people will know we are Christians, first John chapter four so clearly tells us it's by our love. And I would much rather someone assume and know that I'm a Christian by my love than by my words of me saying, oh yeah, I am a Christian. And then, then being shocked by my actions after that statement. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's hard. It's, you know, I'm, honestly, two different things just kind of pop through my mind. And I hate that the Christianity has been portrayed in recent years because it's not what we are describing. 
um, with the number of things that I've just seen online of people misrepresenting the gospel, like let's just be real, that's yeah. not okay. Um, using the gospel to spread fear, using the gospel to demean women, yes. using the gospel to flush shame, those are things that I've seen online in the last week. Yeah, TikTok really hadn't helped us out. Like, <laughs> no, there's some really good Christian influencers on TikTok who I love to follow and they're so encouraging and sweet. But, yeah. you know, of course the media is going to jump all over, you know, the next like mega church pastor scandal or or whatever. And and I do hate that the world doesn't realize that we are going to so mess up, like that we are so human, like Christian doesn't make us perfect or being a Christ follower doesn't make us perfect or you know what I mean. But the thing that is that truly does set us apart is for people to come and see the grace and the love that we continuously extend, even when it's not convenient or in line with the gospel. Yeah. That that is showing just the utmost love. And I want you, I hope that you will take just a second to think about someone in your life who has just shown you so much love and kindness. How much how much love do you have for them when you think of that person? Yeah. And so I think of so many times how inspired I am by that person. And it just all reminds me, um, when I was probably in high school, I had a friend reach out and they're like, how are you always happy? They're like, why, why are you always in a good mood? And then I didn't have the words, but as I grew in my faith, I was like, oh yeah, it's the Lord. Yeah. I'm able to love people because I rest secure knowing that that God loves me. Yeah. And it free me, it, it allows me to freely give it. This is not to say that I am perfect, that I don't get ill, that I don't make mistakes, or that, you know, there haven't been, been times when I'm wrong. But when you know, you know, like my hope comes from the Lord, but whom I love this too. Because I cannot imagine living one day thinking that no one, that there, that God doesn't exist and that he doesn't love me yeah because what is it all for exactly and and we have like all of our verses are in 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 the j books today so we're gonna have these in the show notes but you know um i was looking at john 13 34 and jesus says a new commandment i give to you that you love one another just as i have loved you you are also to love one another and and i feel like we could point out so many verses that are like that one of jesus you know he's like hey like i'm giving you a new command and just like you said earlier liz with like replacing the law with love if we can get down loving people and and comparing that just like in turn with the 10 commandments like if you love someone you're not going to kill them <laughs> like if you love someone you're not going to envy them or bear false witness or refuse to honor them like there's there's so many amazing side effects that come off of love that Jesus so understood and and he even goes as far like the bible goes as far to say John says this in 1 John 4:19 he says we love because he, Jesus, first loved us. So that's our motivation. But then he says, y'all, like, this is legit. If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. Yeah. That straight from the word. And he says, for who does not love his brother who he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. 
that's crazy. But, but like, that's how serious guys, the word is about loving people. Like John just will straight up say like, Hey, if you don't love your neighbor, which love is an action verb here. And that doesn't mean disagreeing or yeah, that doesn't mean agreeing or accepting every single thing they do. But if you don't show loving actions toward that person, like he's basically saying like, how could you even love God? Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And you know, as I'm, as I'm reading that, I, I keep thinking to myself, how in the, how in the world are we okay at the idea of not showing love to our neighbor? And are you honest and bold enough to admit it when you don't or when you haven't before? Yeah. Because I can think of times when I've been incredibly ill with somebody or I've just not necessarily, I've never hated anyone, but um, when I probably didn't show that person love in my heart. And yeah. that's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a very real place to be, but recognizing that in yourself and asking God to come in like, God, this person is just, I'm having a really hard time loving them. It's okay to tell the Lord that. Yeah. <laughs> And he has a heart. No, he doesn't. He he has never expressed I have no hard time loving me. But knowing myself, it would I be think okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, I think it's so important that as we're as we're loving our brothers, you know, and our and our sisters in Christ, that we show. Uh, let me back up and say it's important how we're showing love. Yeah. Love can show up in so many different ways, and when we go back and we look at how Jesus showed love. Um, I think you'll be surprised that it's not always in, um, it's not, it's not in the big grand shown things like of course he died for us. That's one way, but think about the character of Jesus Christ. His love was interwoven into every action that he had. And yeah. so Sarah and I were talking about it earlier and I've got a little list here that just kind of goes into it. Like, of course he died for us, but think about how forgiving Jesus was. He done left heaven. For, he left heaven for us. And I'm like, let me just be real, y'all. If I had the choice right now, I'm not going, I don't know if I would do it. I'm not Jesus. Yes. I'm on the south side of heaven. We, I don't, I don't know about all that. But, um, he was consistent, you know, and he was, he was honest and he was stern. He stood his ground. And that was Challenging. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was constructive, but without being condemning. For sure. And that, if that's not, if that's not love, I don't know what it is. I know, I don't know about your family, but my family is straight up. Like if you yes. did something wrong, if you said something wrong, if, um, if they, if they just think that you're wrong about something, they're going to tell you, but they don't tell you to make you feel bad. They're, they tell you because they want you to be better. Yeah. And that's the same love that Jesus continues to show to, show to us. Um, he showed us grace. You know, he, he always shared truth. Because he wanted better for us, for us to know better. Um, he showed us, he was humble, you know. Um, but he also showed his human side. When I often think about, especially this last year, which is all the grief, there's been so many family deaths in, in, or deaths in my family. And I think about how Jesus wept, know, knowing good and well that Lazarus was going to live again. Wow, yeah. He, he was so empathetic. Yes with his friends and, and, and with feelings and, and, you know, like, I love that you just mentioned all of that. Like, those are just 
a few broad examples of how Jesus loved with what we saw with his actions in the gospels. But, you know, that verse says, you know, we are to love as God loves us, which pretty much like that's kind of like AKA a standard. Like I think of how many times I've missed the mark and humanity and in culture, even Christian culture has missed the mark thinking that they're doing something in love and love was the intention of behind something. And I think of that verse in Proverbs. Um, I can't remember, but it's like, Oh, there's a way that seems right to a man, mm-hmm. you know? So that tells me like, you know, there's going to be a way that seems right to us that, that, you know, how many, how many times have y'all a listening, like offended someone or hurt someone's feelings and your intention was not that at all. And so I feel like that's kind of where church and Christianity, and again, I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater for sure, but you know, humanity has messed up showing God's love. Like we can pretty much say that as a blanket statement since Jesus ascended into heaven. Like, yeah, we've messed up showing God's love. Um, Saying from time to time is a graceful statement. (laughs) Like we've messed things up from time to time um, or all the times. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I do think there are so many great things to be said about, about some of the forerunners in faith who have done things right. But the thing is the standard isn't what we think or what we feel. The standard is what Jesus did because he didn't say, I want you to love others. Like you feel like you need to love others. It was love others as God has loved us. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so yeah. you know, I wrote down you know I'm asking God daily to show me parts of myself that aren't loving like he loved and and it's not that hard when you think about it to see areas of your heart where you need to show unfiltered love mm-hmm. and I just kind of made up that term and to describe you know love that's not through the lens of my own judgment love that is not through the lens of who I think deserves love deserves like I'm entitled to something, you know, and then love that is not altered by feelings at that moment in time, which is really difficult, which I feel like it's a good time Liz to mention that disclaimer that love doesn't mean discarding healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Those boundaries can oftentimes be the things that, um, that protect you. Yeah, protect your heart and protect who God is calling you to be, because it it doesn't necessarily sound like a loving God to send to constantly send you into um to ask you to constantly go into places where you you know you're going to get hurt. Yes, consistently. And but it's a preventable, like as if it was weren't preventable. Like the thing is, is that whenever we walking back into toxic toxic relationships or you know setting those healthy boundaries. That, that is a form of love. Jesus himself took breaks away from the disciples. He took time to, to be with God alone. And yes, he, he had, you know, he would go eat with tax collectors and prostitutes and whoever else, but there were also boundaries that those, those individuals weren't necessarily in his inner circle. Yeah. But, you know, so it's, it's not that we're, we're telling you that, you know, as we're telling you to love one another, don't forget to show some love to yourself as well. And that is how you preserve yourself out within the gospel. And so sometimes if you feel like you're in one of those relationships and you need distance to heal because 
you're unable to be the person God's calling you to be because your all mental and emotional energy is consumed by that toxic relationship, that doesn't sound like God to me. For sure. Because there's also verses to back that up, you know, guard your heart for is the wellspring of life. Proverbs. And even looking at Jesus, he spent time alone. So love and, you know, I think, I think sacrifice is such a beautiful thing. I think love is such a beautiful thing. And I think that those are gifts from God that if they're misconstrued or used, even in times when, when it's toxic to do those things that can lead to people being in very abusive relationships, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually abusive. Um, so the girl listening to this and us telling you, you need to love your neighbor and you need to love like God loved and you need to be forgiving and show grace and all that stuff. That doesn't apply to crappy ex-boyfriends. Like we can, <laughs> no, that doesn't mean we run back to those toxic situations. That means that we love from the viewpoint of wisdom that me, God has given us. Let me just throw out a little hot take because I will speak that I feel like I've been in this this um, situation before to a degree. It wasn't necessarily a crappy ex-boyfriend, but there are times when you realize it. There's it's a toxic relationship, and you go you continue to go back in the name of Jesus. Mm. But what I've realized about myself is that I was going back for me. Yeah. It's just like, if, well, if I don't, like, thinking that I was going to save them. Yeah. That I was going to protect them. Or I was doing this to serve them. But really, I was trying to serve myself. Yeah. I was more afraid of what they were thinking of me in that moment than what God was thinking. While he's actively calling me away. Yeah. Because you can definitely love from a distance. Mm-hmm. If there needs to be a healthy boundary there. And, and that's something, if you guys want us to talk more about that, we're, we're learning that that's, it's kind of like, we did that one episode, like things they don't tell you as an adult, like it's okay to set healthy boundaries. It's okay to say no. Um, because I've always, I've always misunderstood serving God for me, always saying yes. And, and, and we've talked about that before too. So if y'all look back in the archives, y'all can definitely find us talking about our best yes and things like that. So I think that, I think that the goal guys is to not look at others as our, you know, measure of love, but to look at Jesus and aim, aim for that kind of love with people. And, and y'all, it's all in the little moments. Like, are you loving people in your everyday? Like, at your job while you're at the grocery store with your conversations with people because honestly I feel like it's going to be those those little moments and I wrote down love is the doorway to you getting the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus because y'all we've said this before we'll say it again our generation is like an authenticity detector like if we sense any kind of bullcrap we're we're calling it out we're not having anything to do with it so all of this you know i'm gonna call i'm gonna call it like i see it all of this sunday wednesday night christianity only and acting ugly to your waiter or waitress at the restaurant or to your cashier at the grocery store or when you're in a debate on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, y'all, those are the building blocks to if someone's going to come to you or ask you or even be open, open to receiving the gospel from you in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying 
you know, lose your, your freedom of speech in expressing your opinion. But also like we've talked about this before too, don't let your opinion be so important that it cancels out your opportunity to share the gospel. Like which one is more important to you? You getting a refund at the store for an item that you don't want anymore. And you're acting ugly to the manager about it. I can speak about that from experience, but <laughs> cause I have been the person on the other side of the counter before. Um, or is it more important for you to have an opportunity for a door to be open for eternity to be changed for someone? I mean, how receptive is someone going to be to you if they've heard you or seen you on social media doing X, Y, or Z that don't represent Christ um, in a loving light and don't, you know, love others in a positive light? How receptive are they going to be to hearing from you? Like, what if you say, have a blessed day? Like, are they going to cringe? Like, that's a valid question. If you say, like, oh, hey, you should come to church with me sometime. Are they going to say, I'll remember to write, to not write down that church name so I never go there. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being real. Like, yeah. this this new generation coming up is so fixated, and, I, and I'm glad on being authentic and being genuine and having consistency in who you are and being yourself and and that's going to be called out on the church and on Christians. If, if we are only labeling ourselves as a Christian, but not living it out, just like, this is a great way to put it. Like if you want a different perspective, that's a little bit more fresh on this, like, you know, Liz and I, we've talked about Enneagram before and, and that's just something fun that we like to look at our different personality tests and stuff like that. It's, it's definitely not like our religion or we, we don't, you know, live by it like we do the Bible, but you know, I'm an Enneagram three and I tested an Enneagram three because that is a part of who I am and my everyday attitude and motivations and things that I like to do and my interest with my personality and how I'm made up in my sick, twisted brain of like why I'm the way that I am. But, you know, we should let Christ mold our life just as much, you know, like, I don't just call myself an Enneagram 3 because I want to be an Enneagram 3. Like, that's just who I am. So, of course, we want to be more Christ-like, but I want it to become a part of who I am. And that's why I call myself a Christian. Yeah. And that's something that we have to work for every day. The Enneagram is just who you are. You obviously don't have to work toward that because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just who you are. It's a personality test. And I'm not by any means calling Christianity a personality test. But what I'm saying is I want it to be a part of my makeup that I have worked every day and I've meditated and prayed and, and looked at this word and looked at how Jesus acted and made it a part of who I am. Yeah, that's so good. Let it work from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And not from the outside in. Yeah. The goal. That is absolutely the goal. Um, you know, I, I was just reading through um, this a verse in Mark 12, uh, verse, let's see, I think it's the 20, 30 and 29. And, um, well, I'll, I'll start in 28, just because I think it's just a beautiful example. Um, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, um, asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, 
the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. The second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. That's it. It is not, we're not asking for rocket science, or it's rocket science, and even if you fall, when you fall, because you are not perfect, our commandments on this earth, from that time you were born until you die, our call is to love the Lord and to love our neighbor. Yeah. If we are displaying an action, an action that is not, that does not, that makes it look like we don't love our neighbor, care for them, and we've explained so many examples, but that love is is not just being, it's not just in the happy times. Sometimes it's empathizing with someone. Sometimes it's showing them grace, even when by the world standards, they don't deserve it. Mm. Sometimes that is holding our tongues. Like, oh my, I'm so yeah, we're not here to say hard. that it's easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Exactly. You're right. It's not easy. But that is the call that we have, that is what we have been called to do. Yes. The, the most beautiful thing you've heard us say it time and time again by loving God and loving your neighbor and letting that love be an action verb, it will never return void. I have never once regretted. Showing love to God, spending time with God. Yeah. Never once regretted being kind to another person. You never know who you're talking to, and you never know if you are the piece of Jesus that they have never experienced before. I think about the times where I've regretted my behavior, and it's when I have not loved people right. Always, always. You know, and that we have we have such a great opportunity that, you know, we talk about, of course, chosen girl. But it's a choice that you make. And just as you choose to be chosen every day, you choose the actions that people choose to portray or the words that you say. And that's completely up to you. Um, I kind of, I'm laughing at myself because I remember I was talking to my brother a couple months ago about some stuff that I needed to do, but I didn't want to do it. It wasn't anything that had, it wasn't a right or wrong. It was just, you know, kind of procrastination. And um, I said, well, what, what do you think I should do? And he said, um, well, which one do you not want to do? And I told him, and he said, that's the one you need. Mm. There are so many times in our lives when showing love, so sometimes it's stopping for that person that, that is homeless on the side of the road. Yeah. I, mean, I, I live in Nashville, and I see all sorts of people, and I've seen some of the people that are on, that are on the side of the road also in the curb down the street with cell phones and everything else. It's okay sometimes if you feel like you, if, if you, feel like you might be deceived, it's not your business to determine that. It's your business to do what God, to love those people as you would love Jesus. Exactly. And I know we're, we're almost out of time. So I'll, I'll close with just, we were talking about this before we um, started recording. I can't help but to think about the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, which we don't hear, you know, I've got a bone to pick with uh, the people who wrote in this that didn't talk about the man in adultery or no, it would be a bone to pick with the Pharisees, not the people who wrote. They were just, mm-hmm. you know, they were just recording what was happening. So Pharisees, we have it out for you. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> so don't know where this man was, but the woman, you know, she, we all know the story. If, if you um, read in the new Testament or listened to us here, um, for long, we love to talk about this story and, and they asked Jesus, they said, Hey, um, 
what should we do about this? You know, they're kind of asking, and I, I always wonder, like, they teased him all the time. Why are they asking him for his expertise? You know, they they were always trying to stump him for sure. And uh, any reason to to dog on Jesus for them for sure. But um, he says, I'd say whoever one of you hadn't sinned before that you need to cast the first stone. And I'm like, Jesus was savage. Like that's amazing. And of course, one by one, they all start to drop their stones and, and none of them can say that they've, they've been without sin. And so then I would think, I'm like, if I were Jesus in that moment, which this is why he is Jesus and I'm not, thank you, Lord. I would be like, girl, why are you doing this to yourself? Like you are worth so much more. You don't need to be like this. You don't need to be sleeping around, blah, blah, blah. Like trying to give her some kind of like glorified pep talk. Like I'm somebody, you know what I'm saying? But he doesn't do any of that. And I'm so glad he doesn't. He goes, he asked a question, which Jesus did a lot. He, he was always so intuitive with people. He said, where are your accusers? And she said, I don't have any. And he said, nor do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He literally said like three statements to this woman and her life was changed forever. He didn't say, did you know I'm the son of God? He didn't say, do you believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He didn't say anything about God, about religion, about the Pharisees, about the law. He didn't say anything about that. He just said, I'm not going to condemn you. Let's not do this again. Well, Look at what uh, sin does to you. Yeah, like, it don't take much. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably with the fewer amount of words, the better. <laughs> every word. Sway every word. Yeah. That's good. We just encourage y'all. Go out and love on somebody today. It could be one text. It could be you know, and, and I feel like we think of it as like this checklist, like, oh, I'm going to ask this person if they go to church. And that's great. Like, that's wonderful. Like, for sure, invite people to church. For sure, send an encouraging text. But I am over here asking the Lord, convict me when I need to be above and beyond and showing love in my everyday mundane, mundane things. Mm-hmm. When things don't go my way, when someone disagrees with me, mm-hmm. you know, it's those little moments that are going to be the building blocks for introducing the gospel. And we encourage you guys to look through the gospels at how Jesus handled people, mm-hmm. because that's our example right there. Like that's, that's the standard. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This is so good. My heart just needed this so, so much. This is a sweet reminder of the simplicity overcomplicates so much in being follow, being a Christ follower is as simple as loving God and loving my Yeah, for sure. Asking questions, listening to people, mm-hmm. having, you know, like having enough time to do that and show that you care. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one thing that I try to be really intentional with. Um, it, and it's not, I don't mean this to brag, but it's just more little things. But I realize that sometimes I'll think about people from my past that, you know, I love, but we, you know, we're just not that close by, you know, geographically, or we don't talk often, and when I think about them, I try my best to always send them a text like this. Yeah. And I know that for a long time, I would always say, like, oh, I'll text them tonight, 
um, to every, just to all the people who don't know that they were supposed to receive text that night that didn't, I'm sorry. This is your text. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's just one way, and I don't, I don't do it necessarily for anything, any kind of glory, but it's just like, I miss that person, but I know that for myself, when someone else thought about me and sent me a text out of the blue, it has always made my day. For sure. It's always made me feel cared for. And so that's just, there's so many little actions that we can take from holding up, open a door, asking somebody about their day. Like when you go to the cashier, they're like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You'd be like, how are you? Yes. You'd be surprised with the number of people that will say, you know, I'm actually having a rough day. That's yeah. an opportunity for you to show Jesus and to show love in that moment. But there's, there's a plethora of ways. It doesn't matter which way you show love, but that, it just matters that you're showing it. Yeah. Like Jesus would. Love like Jesus. Well, guys, that is it for this episode. We're going to do a couple of more episodes on discipleship, and I hope that you guys are enjoying learning and growing as much as we are. We're excited next week to talk about what we're just going to call the hard stuff. We're going to, we're going to talk about just the stuff that makes walking in this love really hard, and that's okay. It is okay like kind of some of the best things in life are hard sometimes you know that's how you get the, the greatest reward doesn't come from easy that's stuff. very true very true and then the next week we're going to have a guest on again for you we're getting geared up for easter and i think what better time to to study jesus and how we can be more like him than at this very holy time um so if you guys have any questions or concerns or prayer requests we would love to hear from you um we are so thankful that you listen thank you for sharing the podcast and for subscribing and rating and so many of you have been putting it on your instagram story and that makes me so happy so and and we so appreciate it i hope that you guys know that yeah we love you guys we'll see y'all back next tuesday bye bye guys That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Grove Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.